If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, welcome to the Viking Age podcast. I am your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for thevikingage.com. And as always, I am joined by Chris Shad, who writes for us here at the Viking Age, as well as Bring Me the News and uh, what? Oh, Zone Coverage. Zone, yeah, zone coverage. coverage. Don't yep. forget about that. Zone Coverage and Bring Me the News. Just slipped my mind right there. Uh, before we start today's show, make sure to, if you're watching this on YouTube, like this video and subscribe to our channel. Uh, if you already are subscribed, we thank you for that. And also make sure you follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. All right, Chris. Um, we always like to tie some some wrestling takes into the show because we're both, you know, fans of the uh, entertainment avenue, I guess. So with the rumors swirling that the WWE is going to release Sasha Banks, uh, it seems like. They wasted uh, a bunch of her potential in the company during her, her time there. She had a good run here and there, but uh, I feel like she could have been a, a little bigger. So when looking at the Vikings, who is someone that maybe stands out to you the most or you think of first that you believe had their potential wasted during their time with the Vikings? Cordero Patterson. Oh, I, I think so. I think he came to the league a couple years too early. Um, as a kick returner, he was electric. Uh, there were times, especially in his rookie season and a couple of weeks into the second season with Mike Zimmer, where they did things to get the ball in his hands that were untraditional, like a wide receiver, you know, running reverses, running handoffs, putting him in the backfield, just creative things. And I think, uh, Mike Zimmer really wanted to shoehorn him into a traditional receiver. And that's just not what his game was. It was get the ball in his hands, let him make plays. And we're kind of seeing that with the Falcons right now that he can still make the plays. I don't think that Cordero is going to have as good of a year as he had last year with the Falcons. But you look at what he did with the Vikings and what he could have done, like he could have been way better than he was and more of a playmaker. So yeah, if we're talking about players who had wasted potential he's probably towards the top of the list for me yeah i think when you look back at uh some of the stuff that was coming out during the early part of his career about how like oh he can't run a route like how are we going to use this guy he can't run a route and it's like who cares like just get the ball in his hands he doesn't matter if he runs a route or not like <laughs> yeah it's like dk metcalf when he came out mm -hmm. he had the pac-man spider chart mm -hmm. where it was all like 
A plus, A plus, A plus, A plus F, A plus, you know. <laughs> and people were like, oh my God, he can't he can't do anything but run go routes. It's like, okay, okay. have him run go routes. Michael Thomas can't run anything but a slant route. What yep. does Sean okay. Payton do? Has him run slant routes all day and it works. Like yeah. it's not a bad thing, but well, because it was it was North Turner and he's he's stubborn, like, you know, this is how my offense has to be run, no matter if it does if it works or not. Like Teddy, you have to take nine step drops every time even though your offense is ter- offensive line is terrible you still have to do it um and you know cordell patterson you must be just a normal wide receiver you can't be doing this you know trick stuff we need you to just run routes run a post route that's all corner route we need you to do that um and yeah i i always enjoy like when whenever the vikings play a team that had cordell patterson mike zimmer would be like oh they're Using them a whole lot better than we we ever did, and I'm like, well, whose fault is that? That's that's your fault. Um, we couldn't even. Well, okay, I shouldn't say they couldn't figure out how to use Justin Jefferson because he's done okay, but um, <laughs> just okay. You know, there, there's there's other ways to use him instead of yeah. he is strictly a slot receiver. He yeah. is strictly an outside receiver. Mm-hmm. He can only be a receiver. We can't put him in the backfield. Like that's two, gonna. It's about to change. Yeah. About to change. Yeah. Everybody's everybody's gonna be moving this year. That's the, the illusion of complexity. <laughs> that's the word. When I think of potential wasted, I feel like I think of Percy Harvin. Um, just because yeah. he was like like Corbett, Cordell Patterson, he was before his time. He was a Debo mm-hmm. Samuel before Debo Samuel. Like he got the ball in his hands and he wasn't a, a receiver stepping out of bounds. He was coming at you head on. Um, and he was great kick returner. I don't think I don't think he did punt returns. Uh, I think he was just a kick uh, return guy. Yeah, I don't think he did. Uh, if he did, it was it might have been a rocket took that over. Yeah, it might have been early. It might have been like '09 when he was a rookie. Um, but that was yeah, that was a fun year to watch him as a rookie. And then even I I think it was 2012 when they went to the playoffs and he just got off to like it's either 12 or 13 where he got off to like a super hot start and people were like he might be like in the MVP race. But then he got hurt and then. He really never recovered after that one injury. And I would just think like, not that I feel like the Vikings never took advantage, maybe not as much wasted, but never were able to take advantage. They were in a different point in their like building uh, cycle or whatever, where they had a new quarterback and Christian Ponder and they were getting new coaching staff and all that. So it's hard to, it's kind of hard to like say they really wasted it, but I feel I always just think of that's one of the first people I think of when they say wasted potential. The Vikings have wasted the potential of a lot of players. You could even, if you wanted to, you could put Randy yeah. Moss in there. You could put Adrian Peterson in there. Um, like they've had these great iconic players and zero Vince Lombardi trophies to show for it. Uh, so yeah, like great life as a Vikings fan. All right, moving on to. Today's first topic. We didn't get to talk about some of these on on Monday because we did our rewatchables episode. Uh, and if you haven't checked that out, we uh, went back and and rewatched the Minneapolis Miracle and uh, talked about that. And that was a a fun show. So go check that out if you haven't already. But right now we're going to talk about ESPN kind of floating Baker Mayfield to the Vikings. Um, okay, so. ESPN's Dan Dan Graziano uh, recently published an article where he shared some predictions from league executives about where 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo and Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield might land this offseason. And Graziano shared that one executive 
uh, gave him the Vikings as an out-of-the-box destination for Mayfield. I don't think there's any other classification you could give that suggestion because it, it just is out-of-the-box. Uh, Chris, how shocked would you be if the Vikings traded or, or signed Baker Mayfield this year? Shocked is a strong word, yeah. but I would be, I would definitely be surprised. Um, I think if the Vikings wanted Baker, the time to do it was March before signing Kirk Cousins yeah. to an extension. Yeah. Because the only possible benefit that I could find to trading for Baker Mayfield is you find a younger quarterback who's a little bit cheaper on his rookie deal, and you wind up swapping him for Kirk Cousins so you can move on after this season. The Vikings still might do that. But Baker is a lesser quarterback. If you make that trade, maybe you're getting a pick back in return because Cleveland obviously does not want Baker Mayfield as their starting quarterback. And I'll say this. I think Kirk's the better quarterback, but I think they have a very similar ceiling where the way you get them to play their best is by kind of maximizing what they can do and taking stuff off his plate. So Baker Mayfield in 2020, that's the season you look at. 3,563 yards, 26 touchdowns, eight interceptions. I didn't pull the stats from the 2019 season for Kirk Cousins, but they are very similar. And that's what Kevin Stefanski got out of him. Now, if Deshaun Watson actually plays from a football standpoint, that'll be interesting to see what a superstar quarterback can do or an elite talent quarterback can do. But I don't think he's going to see a football field. So I I think... um, I don't even know why I brought up Deshaun Watson because he's not going to play. But uh, forget that. I, I, I mean, here's my my thing too. Like this, this is another reason why I think it's garbage. Like I the think, Mayfield stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Justin Jefferson's on the team, right? Mm-hmm. He's got that LSU connection. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me he doesn't talk to Odell Beckham Jr. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. If, yeah, if yeah, he yeah. shows up one day and like they're saying, yeah, you hear we're maybe trained about Baker Mayfield, he's kicking down the damn door to Kevin O'Connell's offensive. We are not bringing in Baker <laughs> Mayfield. You got a freaking Kirk Cousins jersey above your desk, man. Why don't you? I mean, <laughs> here's the thing if the Vikings like traded for a backup quarterback or if Kirk Cousins goes down at all, they're screwed either way. Like nobody they could possibly bring in right now is going to lead them to 13 games Case Keenum style and, you know, have some magical season. Like they're just screwed. So at this point, it's just like ride with what you have. And Kirk goes down. Kirk sucks. Yet you ride it out. I mean, giving up the draft capital and the salary cap space, I I would rather see them go sign JC Treader or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Definitely wouldn't. I don't think they would trade for him. I think a lot of people expect him. I think that was one of the biggest takeaways from this ESPN article is that a lot of people just think Garoppolo and Mayfield are going to get uh, released eventually just because every team's like, we know you want to trade him, so just Mm -hmm. you know release him, and then uh, we can have Adam. Um, So he would be cheaper uh, probably if he was released for the Vikings and they could maybe do like a one-year deal with like an option for a second year. Well, like yeah. you said, Jefferson, is, he's pr- definitely good friends with Odell Beckham. I know that yeah. uh, I think he said when, when O'Connell first got hired, he uh, talked to Odell about, you know, how O'Connell is. And, and Odell told him, like, oh, yeah, he's super cool and everything. Um, so, yeah, those two talk. So uh, yeah. if, if the Vikings had any legit interest in Mayfield, uh, 
Jefferson probably wouldn't be the happiest person. And the and he was there. He was on the field last year watching Mayfield miss uh, wide open Beckham out on the field too. So he was he was able to see what Mayfield was able to do. That was with what I, that was after he hurt his shoulder or he was semi hurt. So I'll give him that. Um, but yeah, it would have to be a, a signing thing. Definitely don't give up assets to get him. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, he, it's weird. It feels like it feels like a move that that Rick Spielman would make, like in the middle of the season. Yeah, if Kirk Cousins got hurt, like you you go yeah. back to, to 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 the Bradford trade, and you go back even you even go back to 2013 when they traded for did they trade or sign uh, Josh Freeman? I think they signed him. They signed him. Yeah. Um, they didn't, yeah. Yeah, and then like a week later, he was in the starting lineup, which was a terrible. Idea. I think even after the the Niners got Garoppolo, he didn't start for like a month. Um, you know, if the so. game wasn't so bad, I'd recommend the Freeman start for rewatchables just to be like, oh, God. I cannot believe I somebody is this bad. I don't know <laughs> if I could sit through that. I think I watched. Wasn't it he live. like twelve for fifty or something? It was insane bad. Like that? It was. It was. They had bad. him chuck it fifty times. I think like, Marcus Shear. Yeah, yeah, fifty times in a week when you have. <laughs> I don't think Adrian Peterson was hurt at that point. That was 20, 2013. Um, yeah, so uh, that was just chuck it, man. Just let it uh, go. <laughs> like, yeah, it made it made no sense. Oh, and then and then everyone got fired. So, um, yeah. but is there a scenario at all where you think the Vikings? Like, is it only the if Kirk gets hurt, where like the Vikings would just feel like, let's say they get off to uh, they're four and zero. And they're like, we we can't have Sean Mannion playing the rest of the year. He we're we're doomed. Like, should do we think this team is capable of going on a run and competing for a championship? And it, can it happen if we get Baker Mayfield? Do you think like that could be like one of the only scenarios where something like that could happen? When does Cleveland's price drop? I guess because I'm not giving up. Like, yeah. the Sam Bradford trade was a first rounder. I'm not giving that up. Like if they want right. a third, no. if they want no. a fourth, maybe no. I think about it. But I no. mean, you're bringing that guy into your locker room for yep. better or worse. Most people say it's for worse. Uh-huh. And, you know, it, it, he's just got in case of emergency written all over him. Like the mm-hmm. Panthers are probably the only team willing to actually trade for him right for now sure. because they are that freaking desperate to get somebody other than Sam Darnold in there. So um, and again, you gotta remember the cap space. Like, I don't know his exact cap number, but Vikings don't really have a lot of room to go splurge on a backup quarterback right now. So, yeah, I think it's right. I, I think he has to like Teddy his knee or something in order to, yeah, I think it's around 18. But if he gets released, it's obviously whatever the team ends up figuring out. Um, but if he does go anywhere, where do you, you said Carolina is that the place where you think he would end up? Um, if he gets released or, or traded, I guess there's rumors that the Panthers want to get something done sooner than later, uh, but they just are unwilling to pay, which is what the amount that the Browns want. Cause the Browns don't want to pay Mayfield cause they're, uh, they already gave a bunch of money to a quarterback. Who's not going to play it all next year anyway. So uh, yeah. Where do, think, where do you think he might end up? Um, I'm trying not to say Carolina because that's the, obvious oh, you can, one, right? you can, yeah. I mean, I, I would say Carolina is a front runner. I, I don't know of any other team that's that desperate for a quarterback. Yeah, right I would now. only put the Seahawks in there. 
but I don't know yeah, if they th- that those are probably the two teams. Yeah, but I, I don't Carroll know. And if Baker they... would be an interesting combination <laughs> to watch, though. I think he could handle him. He's handled a lot of uh, variety of personalities in his time. Percy Harvin being one. Um, yeah, I, I think, think it goes so well. <laughs> not for, not for what, what was his name? What was the receiver's name? Golden Tate. Uh, yeah, yeah, that didn't go so well for him. Uh, human the, the baseball Tate. player now to see he's playing baseball. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I think the Panthers. Yeah, the, they're the front runner. I would maybe a dark horse is the Texans because because he's I think he's from Texas. But do they want to win? Like the Texans are. In do they ever? Do, is is Mayfield? But is Mayfield gonna? Put them over the hump? I don't think so. Um, I I'd squeeze know. a couple wins. That ask. Uh, well, I was gonna say ask Detroit how that worked, but Detroit actually wound up. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, wound up like, getting the guy yeah. they wanted anyway because Jacksonville's stupid. Yeah, because they took um, Trayvon Walker instead of Aiden <laughs> Hutchinson because they galaxy brained it. We'll surprise, see. We'll see. You surprise. never know. Could be another. Yeah. You know, Matt Khalil. They took Matt Khalil. He was the he's the Franchise left tackle. He's he's gonna be our guy for ten years, and then, yeah. Um, so yeah, Carolina, Seattle, and I feel like a dark horse would be the Texans. I, I don't know. It's I feel like the the Browns are gonna wait as long as possible because every year there is someone who gets hurt pretty much in in training camp or, or something. You know, um, sometimes it's serious, sometimes it's not, and they might be like, let's just wait out that that final period. To see if if anyone gets hurt and gets desperate for a quarterback, and then you know, will pounce. But uh, other than that, yeah, and and there's no way, there's no way he plays for the Browns, right? I think that bridge is burned. It has to like, be. Nobody's gonna play hard. They're gonna. What movie is that where like all the linemen just kind of like scatter and they let the defensive line just smoke him? Was that little is that giant? water boy or is that it was it could that be water little boy. giants? It could be water. It could be one of one or the other. It could be the longest boy. yard, maybe. I don't. I, I don't know. There's there's some movie like they call play and like the offensive yeah. line goes go get him and like just lets him get smoked a couple of times. Like that might be what happens in Cleveland if they let uh, Baker on there. That thing is such a mess. They even traded away Case Keenum, which I know he's not the best quarterback, but I like him better than. I mean, who's their backup right now? Jacoby Brissett. They traded for him. Jacoby Brissett. Not terrible. Uh, mm. I was wondering the other day if Case Keenum asked to be traded after. Because I think be. it, it either happened right before or right after uh, the Watson trade. And he was probably like, nah, nope. Don't want anything to do with this. Nah. Trade me. Trade me Let's somewhere else. And they're probably like, yeah, cool. You're, you're fine. Um yeah, so that's that's a fun situation that I'm glad the Vikings are not in, and, and hopefully they don't get in it because it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Because Kirk Cousins likely with the Vikings for the next two years, so it doesn't it just doesn't even really make a whole lot of sense. Um, all right, moving on to the next topic, which has to do with a couple of record predictions from some notable people in the football sports. Media world first is Fox Sports. Colin Cowherd, who uh, also has something interesting to say, whether it's good, bad, true, or false. Um, recently, he had a like a random prediction. I think he was talking about how the Chargers could be the next Bengals. And then he kind of just had a tangent, and they talked about the Vikings uh, and how he thinks they're going to double 
their win total next season because they have a, quote, taller Sean McVay as our head coach now. Uh, I'm not sure if he knows this, but they won eight games last year. So he basically just said they're going to go 16-1 and one, uh, <laughs> next season, which... I mean, this is June sports rate. This is June NFL radio. So he could he could be just saying this. Um, and then NFL Network's Adam Rank, a known Chicago Bears fan, also gave his 2022 record prediction for the Vikings, and he has them going seven and ten next year. Big surprise from a Bears fan. In your opinion, Chris, which prediction is more likely to happen? I think it's Adam Ranks yeah. because so so the difference between the two is so this team has won seven games a yeah. season. The only yeah. place where I might disagree with Adam Rank is that he has the Bears winning twice because of course he does because he's the Bears. <laughs> he has the Bears winning like ten games and it's like okay what? Yeah, you're on crack. Why would he? So, why would he even want that? Yeah, at this point, there's nothing on that team. I don't, I don't know if I was a Bears fan and all of a sudden they pulled 10 wins out of thin air. I'd be like, okay, maybe we got they would do. The here. Bears are annoying like that sometimes. You're like, they have nobody on their team. They, they win like ev- 12 games. Every year or every couple of years, they just have a horseshoe year. Like the horseshoe the year, year a couple of years ago was the double. Do- yeah, the Trubisky year, the double yeah. doink year where yeah. it ended in the playoffs like that. Um, this is a team that's won seven games in the each of the last two seasons. I mean, yeah. and they brought that entire core back. It's the same players outside of a couple of additions, like your Zadarius Smiths, your Harrison Phillips. Um, it, 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 this offseason was just so weird. And yet at the same time, I also wonder if Colin Cowher knew they won eight yeah, games. Does he like know? <laughs> There's no way he knows. Like, he would. Let, let, let's think of the Vikings from a national perspective here. If I'm Colin Cowher, I, I follow everybody. You know, I just kind of say what I want because I'm a talking mm-hmm. head. Not, mm-hmm. And I don't mean that as like a negative thing. He makes mm-hmm. a lot of freaking money. Mm-hmm. I would love to sit in his And he has to know a lot about everything. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he's probably like, yeah, I mean, the Vikings, they, they could double their win total. So, like... <laughs> Think of them from a national perspective. So the national media, like this, this is going to trigger some people, but like they don't like Kirk Cousins. They no. they don't like nationally. It's it's a thumbs down, mm-hmm. not like mm-hmm. a thumbs down, like Sam, like you know, right in front of the camera, like me. But like it's a it's a thumbs down when it comes to Kirk because you know they think he's still a disaster in primetime games. Mm-hmm. They don't think he can win the big game. And although he's taken steps to improve his image over the past couple of years, winning a playoff game, winning some primetime games, people don't take him seriously as a franchise Super Bowl potential winning quarterback. So you have that. And then that quarterback nearly gets into a fist fight with his head coach after beating the Lions, after barely beating the Lions. Uh, the head coach finally agrees to like talk to the guy in his final year because he knows his job's online and that's 45 minutes and and only if some defensive meetings go along like have you ever been like you went to college right uh yeah i yeah i pretended to go yeah you ever you ever have a class where you go to the class and you're just like staring at the clock the entire time you're like that was only 10 that was most of the classes i went to how are there only 10 minutes that that was mike zimmer every thursday when they met like he's probably got his bio suit on to not get COVID or whatever. And he's just like, Oh my God, when is this thing going to end? Like that was a thing. Um, and, and I really hope like in Mike Zimmer's book, like him and Kirk's relationship is its own chapter because I would, I would eat that right up. 
that that would be amazing. Um, they have several starters over the age of 30, so they're an aging team. Their best defensive player, Daniel Hunter, had his second straight season-ending injury. Uh, their starting corner told fans to put his Johnson in their mouth. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I would, I don't know if I could say that, but we'll just edit it off the podcast version. No, you, um, yeah, Johnsonville yeah. Bratwurst. Johnsonville Bratwurst. Big I, Byron Buxton, big Sheboygan sausage guy. Bashad Breeland, big uh, Johnsonville guy. I like their like better cheddar brats. So you got the cheese in them. Jalapeno, it's a little too extreme, but you get the better cheddar, a little <laughs> mustard on there. They're good. Uh, Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen both suffered serious injuries. Uh, Dalvin mm-hmm. Cook with the shoulder, Adam Thielen with the ankle. Uh, their offensive line was trash, and they lost to Cooper Rush on national television. Mm-hmm. And their other national TV game, they look like trash against the Bears on a Monday night. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, all of those things considered, it wouldn't surprise me. He's like, yeah, they could they can double our wouldn't they only won four games last year. Like <laughs> I I would have bought it if you if mm-hmm. you know we were doing like one of those blind resume tests and told you somebody how many ga- games does this team win? Four. Mm-hmm. Oh, they won yeah. they won eight. What? Yeah. yeah, if you're like a Chiefs so. fan or like a Bengals fan, you're probably like, Oh yeah, yeah, that sounds that sounds right. The Bengals the like, Bengals beat the Vikings, they know all about yeah. it. Yeah. And then so <laughs> you're like, Oh wait, they won eight games. Eight games, who so thinks they're gonna go 16 1? Yeah, I was gonna ask you if you thought like his prediction was legit or he just probably just thought they won less games. And it sounds like we both agree that he probably just thought they won less games because, like, I think a lot of people and and this was spread like he's had time to come out and be like, I don't think the Vikings are winning 16 games, but he hasn't said anything either. And that's yeah. smart on his part too because then he gets probably gets more out of it. More people are talking about his show or whatever. and um, it keeps going on and on and on. And but here's sure, the thing, too. If, yeah. if the, sorry to cut you off, but I no. mean, if the Vikings win 12 games, it's going to feel like they doubled their win total because things yeah. will be going so right at that time. Like the defense will probably be good. Kirk Cousins will be probably be super efficient. Shaw, uh, excuse me, uh, Kevin O'Connell. That's not the first time I've done that. Kevin O'Connell will be taller, taller Sean McVay. Yeah, taller Sean McVay will be <laughs> a decent head coach and the Vikings will probably be contending for an NFC North title, which is something they didn't do under Mike Zimmer the last couple of years. So, I, I mean, it'll feel that way, but I, I mean, a lot of things don't need to go right. And it's just a fragile situation. I like, mean, so I don't think any can go wrong. I don't think any team's going to win 16 games next year. Like there's no team. It, the bills. Maybe they got to play the Patriots twice. Yeah, and they have to, I think they have to play the Chiefs once and like yeah. uh like there's just too many good teams to do that anymore. Like I feel like the NFL is it's more not that it's parody, but it's more even these days than ever before just cuz teams are smart about getting a good quarterback and you know, getting a bunch of receivers and stuff unlike before where it's like okay, we draft this guy and then we start him right away like that's not a lot of teams now are just like, okay, if, if we need a quarterback, we're going to go trade for him. And like they want him right then and there. So that's why I feel like a lot of the NFL these days is, is more balanced than, than ever before. Um, so, yeah. like, And then, yeah, Adam Rank, obviously, is a Bears fan. is going to predict them to be 7-10 and lose to the Bears twice. That just, okay. Um, 
I would believe it in in Chicago. That always happens for some reason. No matter if the Bears are zero and seventeen, the Vikings would still find a way to make things weird in Chicago. Um, My number one prediction yeah. for next year. I I'm gonna keep saying it. Either the division title or playoff spot will be on the line going <laughs> into that week 18 game against the bears in Chicago. No. Is that it's somebody else's bit and I might go on that show to do it, but write that down. They, oh, there yeah, will yeah. Be either be they have a playoff game or a playoff spot or a division title on the line when they go to Chicago. Is that the fi- is that the final game in Chicago? It is. It is. Oh, it's in Chicago. Cause they go to green Bay on new year's and then they go to Chicago. Yeah, cold. that's not good. That's not good. That's very um, cold. <laughs> they better they better be able to sit people by then if they're in the playoffs. Got to be. Um, all right, let's move on to the the final topic, which is also super exciting about you know Sean Mannion and Kellen Mond. Um, so following the conclusion of Vikings OTAs this spring and their mini camp, there've been a handful, multiple reports indicating that Sean Man- Mannion is still the number two quarterback on the Vikings depth chart, but, and then Kellen Mond is still number three. Uh, just uh, alert here. We are in prime overreaction season. Everyone is in the best shape of their career and everything. And, you know, everyone's going to have a high powered offense and really thinks they can, can compete this year. So let's just take that into account with everything that's written about and talked about these days. But, you know, with this, I guess it's news or, or rumors or chatter, that that Mond is still the number three guy. Are you concerned at all that nothing has come out about Mond really kind of overtaking Mannion or even given the opportunity to overtake Mannion as the top backup uh, for the Vikings yet? Well, I just want to know what Kellen Mond's dad thinks about <laughs> all this. Well, like, we got to ask Thomason. Thomason will ask him. Not a slam against... Chris Thomason, by the way. Oh no, no, no! He some gets of his, a, he stu- gets some of his stuff is great. I mean, that is that is so cool. He just called his dad. Like, what are you him talking to Breland ever? last like, year? Yeah, yeah. Remember? Absolutely. Like they, him they had a rival. They had a rivalry going on there. Alley. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> they could definitely have a hell in a cell. <laughs> he would match. bring up his PFF grade every week and be like, "Well, you're not last anymore. Uh, you're you know second to last." And Brilliant's like, oh, I wonder where your PFF grade is. And then I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Like, what do you oh, think man. your PFF grade is? If you had a grade as a uh, managing editor, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, our site does pretty well. So, yeah, there you go. There's a, Your Madden ratings like 99. Ed- editorial does. content 99. I'll give myself. <laughs> I'll give myself an 85. I don't want to go too high because um, there's always room to improve. But I'll give my, I, I'm confident in the work that I do and the work that our site does. So I'd give myself an 85. And, wow, you know, like like, <laughs> like other like other people would say, you know, it's not it's not all me. It's about all the other people on our staff and everything. Well, like I, the site wouldn't do as well without them. So, um, yeah. But yeah, any any concern about this this Mon Mannion? Yeah, matter? I, I kind of went out a weird alley there. Um, <laughs> you know, I here's the thing about Kellen Mon. I didn't like the pick when it was made. I, I think a lot of people took it and they ran with it because they're like, "Oh my God, a quarterback! It could be a successor to yeah. Kirk Cousins." Well, remember in that draft, Rick Spielman tried to trade up for Justin Fields, so 
Kellen Mond was not the first pick on their he board. He didn't really try. He didn't try. Yeah, he, yeah, you're right. He, I mean, he's just like, <laughs> you want to it, It's like fantasy football. Like, we all have that one guy in your fantasy football league where you just like, he, he like calls you trade. and he's like, what do you want to trade down? You and you're what like, you what, are you, what are you offering? <laughs> I don't know. What do you got? Like, I tried. Um, yeah, yeah that but was like, the Kellen Mond, like some people are like, oh, well, he's got all the records at Texas A&M and he played in the SEC and he improved every year and he was the number one dual threat, coach, blah, 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 blah. He didn't go over 60% completion rate until his junior year in college. Lance Zerline uh, in his scouting report mentioned that Mond's throws were usually flat and underthrown. We saw that in the preseason game against Kansas City, which is kind of the largest sample size we have of Kellen Mond right now. Because I'm throwing, I'm throwing those three snaps against the Packers out because he wasn't prepared to play in that game. They weren't even talking to him apparently. So I mean that that's to be expected. But even in college, he only completed 35% of his intermediate throws and 27% of his deep throws. The system that Clint Kubiak ran last year, he wanted Kirk Cousins to throw deep. I think it was about 12% of the time. So, I mean, when you have that chunk as deep throws and you struggle with deep throws, you're not going to do so well. And on top of that, you have the Jimbo Fisher robot mechanics where it's like one, two, three, four, throw a ball. You know, it just wasn't going to work. Basically, you put everything together and they used a third round pick on a guy that they wanted to be Josh Allen to improve his accuracy and Aaron Rodgers to get rid of his mechanics. And he's just not that talented. So, I mean, in terms of NFL standards, that is, I, I mean, good college quarterback. But I mean, even watching him in college, I'm like, this guy's not that great. And he made the pro day throw like everybody's doing it now. What is it where like you drop back and you throw roll it. back? Yeah, the rollback and you chuck it 60 yards and it was like, ooh, Against your body. ah, yeah. Like yeah. he did that and everybody was mind blown. I mean, people just kind of took a couple of things. Like Chris Sims had him ranked ahead of Justin Fields. Okay, man. RG3, oh, they might pressure him. Not like RG3 would have anything against Kirk Cousins, right? <laughs> like I'm sure they're best friends and they exchange Christmas cards, right? Mm. <laughs> For sure. Uh, you brought up Jimbo Fisher, which made me think of an amazing – graphic that uh i think a texas a&m coach put up recently uh which uh was a twitter post and it said if you're a qb the question should be why not a&m and it lists all the quarterbacks that jimbo fisher had and <laughs> and uh a picture of them these are the quarterbacks that were listed that essentially they're trying to brag about so you have I, i'm already laughing thinking yeah. about jimbo yep. fisher quarterbacks yep. in my head but yes, go on yes. uh kellen mont so there's one. Jameis Winston. Okay, not terrible. Uh, E.J. Manuel. Christian Ponder. Uh, Matt Flynn. Jamarcus Russell. Uh, Craig Nall. Rohan Davey. And Josh Booty. Why are you there's bragging There's a couple of number one it? overall picks there. Great. If you want to get paid, I mean, two out of, what is there, eight quarterbacks you know there? They did list the career earnings on this graphic, and it's $135 million. There you go. You want to get paid? Come to Jimbo's quarterback camp. I mean, we'll, you want to we'll be good... pay you to come yeah. here. Apparently, you want to be a first round quarterback <laughs> and get paid. Come see Jimbo Fisher. You want to be a good quarterback? Not the place for you. Um, you want to play just, wide receiver? Saw, Go to I, USC. Apparently, I saw that. Yeah, um, that graphic just made me laugh. So, and it was it was rightfully roasted. Um, but yeah, Mond. 
Um, I'm not worried about this OTA chat or whatever. It is OTAs. There is, especially this year, seems like there is almost nothing to talk about. We have talked uh, way too much about, um, you know, where the Vikings next uh, group outing is going to be and, and things like that. Um, and, you know, number switches and everything like because there's just even though there's a new coaching staff and a new uh, general manager, like there hasn't been a lot because it's the same people pretty much in the in the building as far as players go. So you're gonna have all the same same topics. Adam Thielen's gonna be like super excited about this year's offense and how much potential they have. And Kirk Cousins is gonna downplay and be like, oh well, it's not really that different. Um, and then you know, Daniel Hunter's gonna be quiet and Harrison Smith's gonna be quiet and yeah. So there's it's not a whole be a lot. Long training camp. Yeah. Oh my. Like- <laughs> That in the preseason, like you and I got to actually watch preseason games and like probably do recaps and stuff. But like, we're both just going to sit there and be like, this sucks. (laughs) Like, because the starters aren't going to play. It's not going to be Mike Zimmer where (laughs) you're like, (laughs) you know, Irv Smith's not going to be out there. Yeah. Irv Smith is not going to be out there. I can guarantee you that he is not going to be out there. Um, But yeah, I think speaking of training camp, though, I think that's the time to really uh, figure out whether Mond has a legit chance. Cause there was a period of time, I think during OTAs where some people were saying that he was getting like even snaps with the second team uh, with Mannion. And, you know, that could also be for show as well, because I've heard that O'Connell doesn't really want anything to be shown to, you know, the media when they're there or when, even when fans are in the stands at training camp, he's not going to really want to show too much uh, as far as offense goes. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not buying into the being worried. I'm also not optimistic that Mannion's not going to be the backup. I think like he's got to play either I would say he has to play really bad, but he already is really bad. So like how yeah. much worse can he get? Like um he's got to get it's hurt like probably. A, he's like in hockey where like sometimes they'll have like two goalies go down and they can't get the AHL goalie up. So I'll like call an emergency goalie who's like an insurance salesman during the day. Who's that guy? He's this guy like, like yeah, Canadian like the Blackhawks the... had that happen, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe it was the black. I don't know. They wore red. Isn't there like but an like, EMT they, or something? Yeah, they, they, they yeah. just called this dude and they're like, "Dude, we need a goalie tonight. What are you doing?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I think it was for the honey. honey I'm gonna go play some hockey. Oh, pick up down there. No, no, no. Blackhawks are playing stars tonight. I gotta. They, they I think it was for the the Hurricanes. I think it was the Carolina Hurricanes that. Yeah. Recently, oh, they signed heard. um they signed Gopher goalie Jack Lafontaine, who he won the Richter Award. Here's your hockey talk. Is that, the is that Pat's son? Pat Lafontaine. Uh, no, 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 no. no it's just no. a common hockey name. Pat Lafontaine. I don't think it is, but I don't know. My college I mean, hockey knowledge isn't as great as I'm leading on here, <laughs> but um. Yeah, somebody listening to this is like, yes, yes, it is. Like, this guy's an idiot. He's trying to be, I don't know. You're destroying <laughs> my hockey with, you know what? Here, here's what I'll say about Kellen Mond. Let's get okay. back on subject here. Okay. You asked me on the outline whether Kellen Mond should just call the XFL. And here's my <laughs> idea. He should just call the rock directly. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Because a, it'd be awesome to talk to the rock even for 30 <laughs> seconds. And B, the rock's probably gonna answer it and be like, How'd you get the rock's number? Why don't you call it Jabroni? Hang up. Bucket list item achieved for me. But I mean, personally, 
Did you see who the, the XFL? Probably let him on. You see who the XFL coaches are? Greg Williams was one. Uh, Wade <laughs> Phillips is a head coach. No, 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 no. Greg Williams is a coordinator. He's not yeah. one of the head coaches. He's not one of the head coaches. No, no, no. Greg, Greg Williams is one. You said coaches, so I. Oh, said I'm sorry. Greg I'm Williams sorry. is okay, a coach. Okay. All right. Wade All right, Phillips fair. is a head coach. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bob Stoops is one of them. Is that uh-huh. correct? Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I haven't. I haven't seen the list. Is Jeff Fisher's coaching in the USFL right yep, now? Yep, is he yep, in yep. the XFL too? No. Nope. Or uh, so we got what? Bob Stoops, Wade Phillips, uh, Heinz Ward. Rod Woodson, um, Terrell Buckley, Jim Hazlitt. People Anthony, lie enough to work with a rock, man. Why wouldn't right, you? Right, right. Anthony Becht and Reggie Barlow. Uh, so yeah, hmm. Wade Phillips. I think he like he wasn't terrible when he was in the NFL. Like he had some bad seasons, but I, I never felt like Wade Phillips was. A bad NFL coach. And Jim Haslett. He's has genuinely awesome too. Like I want to oh, see yeah. Wade Phillips succeed. For like, sure. Like if you get on that team, humor. Unless you, you talk get... bad about him on Twitter, then you're blocked. I'm. Blo- I am blocked by him. I don't even know what I said. Oh. Uh, I have no idea. I've been blocked by him for like three or four years. I have no idea. Him hmm. and him and Lewis Riddick. I know I said something about Lewis Riddick, uh, um, but that's something else. Um. Oh, and of course, you know Christian Ponder's wife because she blocked every Vikings. Fan and person who covers the Vikings. I'll tell you um, who I'm blocked by after the show. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> I yeah. On yeah. that note, <laughs> Call, uh, the jury to me, the jury's still out on Mond. I got. I, I'm I'm really curious to see how he does with o- O'Connell because of the he's coming. He's a co- former quarterback coming from you know Sean McVay's system. Uh, he's an offensive mind. He's going to probably be more understanding if Mon makes mistakes. He's going to recognize kind of the mistakes maybe that that he makes and go back to some of his time as a quarterback and uh, maybe help him with that. So I think the jury's still out on him. I just and I'm not excited about Mannion. Like I don't want the guy to get hurt. I'm never going to wish that, but I feel like that's the only way. Like he's not going to be the backup uh, this year, unfortunately, until Kirk Cousins is. Is gone. I think that's their guy, because I just think they want to cater to whatever helps Kirk Cousins, which is what the previous regime said they wanted to do, but their actions spoke a lot differently uh, mm-hmm. than than what they said. So uh, that's all we got for today. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to like this video and subscribe to our channel, um, and also follow. The Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. And uh, we will be back on Monday with another rewatchables episode. I believe we are doing what the DeFarve to Greg Lewis game, Chris. Yeah, I don't know if it has like if that play has an actual name, but yeah, Favre to Greg Lewis. Doesn't doesn't PA go like welcome to Minnesota? Uh, because I think Greg Lewis was signed like that week or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think it was his only catch as a Viking too, which is <laughs> that's funny. Bonkers. Um, <laughs> now he's a coach somewhere. I think he's a coach with like the Chiefs mm-hmm. or, or yeah. Or um, so yeah, we'll be doing that on Monday. Another rewatchables. We had a lot of fun with the the first one with the Minneapolis Miracle. So come check that out. Maybe we'll we'll all learn some stuff about that game and Favre and and all that that happened in '09. So that was a a fun year for the Vikings as well. But until then, Chris and I. Talk to you later.